Hello everyone and welcome to yet another episode of the Compliance Updates podcast brought to you by Team Legacies. Through this weekly series, we endeavor to bring to you legal, regulatory and compliance updates and alerts that you may have missed during the week. Let us now take a look at some of the key developments from the past week. In our first segment, we'll be taking a look at some of the market-related updates. The clearing corporations of stock exchanges could approach the Securities and Exchange Board of India seeking an extension in the implementation of the T plus 1 settlement cycle by a few months from the existing launch date of January 1st. These market intermediaries associated with exchanges handling confirmation, settlement and delivery of share trades are concerned that the system may not be ready to handle the shorter settlement process by then because custodian banks, which handle the back office work of overseas investors, may not be able to tweak their processes by the year end. The Union Ministry on October 7, 2021 has released a statement that the Supreme Court has consented to allow the introduction of new market instruments for electricity trading as per the terms mutually agreed between the Central Electricity Regulatory Commission and the Securities Exchange Board of India. Let us now move on to our next segment wherein we take a look at some of the banking-related updates. The Reserve Bank of India's Monetary Policy Committee on 8th October 2021 kept policy rates unchanged at 4% for the eighth consecutive time and continued with the accommodative stance. The six-member MPC, headed by Governor Shakti Kanta Das, met for three days from October 6, 2021. Repo rate is the rate at which the RBI lends to banks, while reverse repo rate is at the rate at which it borrows from banks. While the RBI has kept its repo rate unchanged at 4%, the reverse repo rate has also remained unchanged at 3.35%. The MPC, which is the Monetary Policy Committee, voted 5 is to 1 to maintain an accommodative stance according to the statement released by the RBI Governor. According to D. Subarao, the former RBI Governor, India is better positioned now to face any tapering of bond purchases by the Federal Reserve leading to a financial market gyration than it was in the year 2013 when he was the Governor of the RBI. Besides a much better current account and fiscal deficit position, the country has now a stronger armory of forex reserves to tackle volatility in the event of dollar outflows. Let us now move on to our next segment wherein we take a look at some of the updates related to taxation. The Income Tax Department has decided to exempt certain non-residents and foreign investors from filing IT returns from 2020 to 2021 onwards through a notification issued on 11th October 2021. This step is aimed primarily at easing compliance burdens. In other news, India may consider increasing tax on some goods and services in a step towards moving to a simpler structure with fewer rates, according to people familiar with the matter. A panel on goods and service tax headed by Finance Minister Nirmala Sitharaman will likely meet in December to consider the overhaul from the current four-rate system. With that, we now move on to our next segment wherein we take a look at some of the updates by the government. Finance Minister Nirmala Sitharaman made a statement on 12th October 2021 during a conversation at Harvard Kennedy School that India is looking at near close to double-digit growth this year and the country will be one of the fastest-growing economies. The minister also emphasized that she expects the economic growth next year to be in the range of 7.5 to 8.5%, which will be sustained for the next decade. 
After successfully privatizing Air India, the Finance Ministry on 12th October 2021 said that it has received financial bids to transfer 100% ownership and management control in Central Electronics Limited. It was tweeted by DIPM Secretary Tuhin Kanta Pandey that financial bids for strategic disinvestment of Central Electronics Limited received by Transaction Advisor. The process now moves to the concluding stage. Commerce and Industry Minister Piyush Goyal on 12th October 2021 called for a waiver of intellectual property rights in the World Trade Organization and dismantling new trade barriers in the global fight against COVID-19 pandemic. In October 2020, India and South Asia had submitted the first proposal suggesting a waiver for all WTO members on the implementation of certain provisions of the trade-related aspects of intellectual property rights, also known as TRIPS, in relation to the prevention, containment or treatment of COVID-19. The government is looking to increase the number of Pradhan Mantri Bharatiya Janaushadi Kendras to 10,000 across the country by March 2024, the Ministry of Chemicals and Fertilizers said on 12th October 2021. On 10th October 2021, the number of Jan Aushadi Kendras has increased to 8,366, covering over 736 districts in the country. The Union Minister of State for Communications, Devasin Chauhan, has requested IIT Guwahati to provide support for 5G communications and other vital technologies. Such a request was made by the minister when he visited the campus to establish a center for excellence in advanced communication to develop specific areas of next-generation communication systems. The government is in the advanced stage of finalizing policies relating to space communications, remote sensing, satellite navigation, and space transport, according to the Minister of State of Earth Science, Science and Technology, Mr. Jitender Singh. As part of a three-pronged strategy, the government led by PM Narendra Modi has ensured to transform India into a strong space economy that will contribute significantly to making India a $5 trillion economy. Certain industry services of manufacturing of alumina and aluminium and mining of bauxite, which is covered by items 30 and 31 of the first schedule to the Industrial Disputes Act 1947, have been declared to be a public utility service. This was announced through a notification in the official gazette by the Ministry of Labour and Employment on October 12, 2021. The Ministry of Health and Family Welfare on October 12, 2021 notified certain rules to amend the Medical Device Rules 2017. These draft rules were prepared in the exercise of powers conferred by Section 12, Subsection 1 and Section 33, Subsection 1 of the Drugs and Cosmetics Act 1940 and in consultation with the Drugs Technical Advisory Board. Honorable Prime Minister Shri Narendra Modi on October 13, 2021 launched PM Gati Shakti National Master Plan for Multimodal Connectivity. This campaign aims at increasing the existing layout of Indian industry, business, manufacturers and farmers. The Ministry of Finance's Department of Revenue on October 11, 2021 has released the first narcotic control order of the financial year 2021 to 2022. In this order, the central government laid down the general conditions for a grant of license for the cultivation of opium during the opium crop year commencing on October 1, 2021 and ending on September 30, 2022. This notification has been issued in pursuance of Rule 8 of the Narcotic Drugs and Psychotropic Substances Rules, 1985. 
The Union Law Minister Kiran Reju on 10th October 2021 inaugurated the country's first Sports Arbitration Centre of India in Gujarat, which will serve as an independent body to fast-track disputes in the sports sector. This centre will have a far-reaching impact and play an important role in expanding the country's sports sector. We now move on to our last and final segment, where we take a look at some of the important decisions made by the courts in the past week. The Supreme Court of India has declared the National Green Tribunal's position as a unique forum endowed with Suomoto powers to take up environmental issues across the country. It was highlighted that the exercise of power by the NGT is not circumscribed by the receipt of applications. When substantial questions relating to the environment arise and the issue is civil in nature and those relate to the Act, the NGT, even in absence of an application, can self-ignite action either towards the prevention of harm. It was held by a three-judge bench of Justice A.M. Khanvilkar, Justice Rishikesh Roy and Justice C.T. Ravikumar in a judgment. The Bangalore bench of Income Tax Appellate Tribunal, known as ITAT, has held that the capital gain exemption under Section 54F of the Income Tax Act 1961 is available to multiple flats obtained by the SSE under a joint development agreement. The SSE entered into a joint development agreement in terms of which the SSE was entitled to 13 flats in lieu of transfer of 71% undivided share in the land. The Union Power Ministry said on 7th October 2021 that the Supreme Court has consented to allow the introduction of new market instruments for electricity trading as per the terms mutually agreed between the Central Electricity Regulatory Commission and the Security Exchange Board of India. The two regulators had moved the apex court to ascertain who will regulate electricity derivatives trading. This brings us to the end of today's podcast. Thank you all for tuning in and listening in with us. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe and tune in every Friday for more such updates. Please also feel free to write into us with your comments and suggestions to risha.s at the rate legacies.in. That is r-i-s-h-a dot s at the rate legacies.in. We hope you have a wonderful weekend.